0: Welcome to
1: week five of the NFL DFS from Down Under podcast. I'm Josh Why. I'm joined as always by my co-host Josh Woot. <laughs> bit of a sigh.
2: Oh no, I was waiting if you were going to fill in my name or I was going to say myself.
1: About, I could see you preparing yourself, so I set you up there. I apologise. It's <laughs> uh, okay. And that uh, last protest,
2: I will not say anything for the <laughs> remainder of this. And
1: the listeners rejoice. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, and that giggle here is 3D, Daryl. Dr. Daryl Dada. I love Dota. that 3D I love it. It's right a away. great nickname. I love it. Um, how did you go last week, Daryl? Week four? It was, a, it was a great week, actually, from a betting perspective. How was it from a fantasy perspective?
0: Um, I only really played the Sunday slate, or the Monday morning slate. Um, yeah, decent results. A um, bunch of kind of upper-tier lineups without kind of one of the massive ones in the top 10 or so. Um, but yeah, it was great. I'll try and, I'm going to try and play a bit more this week. Hopefully, a bit more time. Now we're past the AFL NOL finals.
1: Yeah, this is probably the the best two weeks for you, I guess, before NBA start, where you can just really focused on on focus fully on NFL.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the um, draft stars in Australia have put the prize pools up this week. Um, I think it's up to a twenty k for the Sunday slate. Um, probably because we've got no AFL and NOL, so. a bit more opportunity and a few more people playing.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you talk about last week uh, on the podcast, Corey Davis, uh, Jared Cook, Ezekiel Elliott and Alvin Kamara all plays mentioned by you and the model, Um, especially Corey Davis and um, Jared Cook. Outstanding sort of return on investment there.
0: Yeah, some really good value players. I've got down that route this week, so I've gone with a few value players rather than some of the premiums. So yep. hopefully we'll pick out a few, um, eyes in the value this week as well.
1: Yep. And last week we focused a lot on all the different sort of stacking options given, um, the, the high totals and, and good matchups we saw last week. And one of those that you really hammered hard at, Josh, was, uh, Trubisky and Alan Robinson and paid dividends. Yeah. Very, very, very well done here. We were both on A Rob as our lock. Um, last week, uh, so that mm. did outstanding, um, and Giovanni Bernard as well for myself, uh, found the end zone and, and gave me some good lineups uh, there, and helped me cash, not quite as high as I'd like, um, I still struggle with defense here, so it's just letting me down a few weeks, um, I'm, I'm definitely marching towards the no defense in fantasy option, just quietly, <laughs> yeah. um, get rid of kicker and defense altogether, um, it's, a, it's a sort of a thorn in the side of me at the moment but anyway let's uh, look ahead to week five and we'll start at the quarterback position and we'll start with daryl and what the fantasy inside lineup cruncher likes this week
0: yeah so yeah, i say folks it could be on the value side but we've got alex smith um kind of our top ranked value, dollars per point player so he's projected 20.1 at about 15.8k um 22.8 but 2k more uh, other than that, you've also got Deshaun Watson as a kind of decent value option at Draft Stars. Um, They're on the Moneyball side, Blake Bortles, I think. Um, Contentious pick. I pick him a few times a year. Um, that's 7,100 at Moneyball. Um, Deshaun Watson's kind of your best value option there, but Bortles, I think, has the better stacking um, combinations.
1: Definitely interesting. I like Bortles. I think that matchup against that KC defense is, is very juicy, so i Definitely think, and given the the wide receivers there, you can have a really cheap uh, stacking option there. So I don't mind the Bortles play. Uh,
2: and Josh, you've actually got Bortles jotted down. Yeah, um, I like him as a stacking option. The only problem I have with that is what wide receiver to stack him with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is the that's the big conundrum. It's you know you don't know if it's a Cole Westbrook, whatever. Um, Even Moncrief. Moncrief week, yeah. yeah so. That's the conundrum you have with stacking bottles, but I think bottles is going to put up um, some a big score. I really do. But you know, th- there might be multiple mouths to feed. He, he might, you know, a few wide receivers. They're going go to have to score
1: points to beat the Chiefs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what else do you like?
2: Um, other players I like. So I think Big Ben is going to be heavily owned this week. It's just yep. the same as looking at Dalton last week going up against Atlanta. I think he's going to have. Success that way, I think. And he's better at home. Yeah, and he's clearly better at home. Anyone that yeah. says otherwise, ludicrous. Um, yeah, and also at quarterback, I like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's sneakily being overlooked at the moment. We we his knee injury. Yeah, because yeah. of his knee injury, that I think is probably a torn ACL, and it'll come out at the end of the season. Wow! Not ACL, uh, MCL. Yeah. Well, I
1: was going to say that that
2: would be heroic. <laughs> uh, uh, yep. Yeah, I bet you it comes out at the end of the season that oh yeah, you know I was I was doing this because I'm a god. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yep. I, I think he's being sneakily overlooked. But if you uh, you know if if you think that the total in that game could be high, I won't give you our opinion. Check out the <laughs> other podcast. Check out the punt return. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> um, um, yeah. <laughs> He might be a sneaky good player. Yeah,
1: a um, bit of overlap
2: between all three of
1: us with uh, Josh sort of having Bortles, same with Daryl. And then I've also got Alex Smith, um, the same as Daryl as well. I just like the matchup against New Orleans defense. I feel like they're gonna that's going to be a little bit of a shootout if if Washington want to beat the Saints, just because you know that Breeze, Kamara, and, and Mike Thomas are going to be able to score points. Um, I also like Andy Dalton against Miami. I mentioned this on the Punt Return podcast, check it out. But I think Dalton's locked in this year. He's... It's playing really well, and Miami are coming off a pretty ga- a pretty bad game, and and their one of their starting corners is out. So I do like um, AJ Green and Tyler Boyd as a stacking option here as well. I'll be doing plenty of three man stacks. I think in um, with Pittsburgh and Atlanta. Um, Daryl, your thoughts on on three man stacks when you've got a total that high?
0: Yeah, I don't mind them. Um, as I think we've talked about a few times, just particularly if you're playing in Australia, you can afford to kind of spread your, or sort of reduce your risk and kind of give you a couple of options in a game. Um, if you're playing kind of the big tournaments on DraftKings, I like the strategy a bit less just because you tend to need to get the players to get all of the touchdowns to kind of be winning in the big money there.
1: Yeah, definitely. All right, moving on to the running back position now. And Darrell, what is the... What does the cruncher spit out for you this week?
0: Um, so I think John Lewis is six thousand eight hundred and ninety if I've got that right, at Draft Stars, and we projected him for twelve point seven. I think that's way too cheap, so I expect some high ownership. Um, Matt Barida, if I pronounce his name correctly, ninety three ten, a bit more expensive, forty eight point three, but still too cheap. Um, if you're looking at the premium options, actually our third ranked on dollars per point, David Johnson. Um, so a bit more expensive, but I think a good option there as well. On the moneyball side, Todd Gurley, nineteen point one. Yeah, he's a premium option, but he's our best dollar per point play, followed by Yeldon, um, McCaffrey, McCow, and Ezekiel Elliott.
1: There we go. Uh, I like that McCaffrey and Sony Michelle and Yeldon. All three of my plays this week. Um, I think McCaffrey. Offers just outstanding value here against the Giants. They rank 29th in run defense DVOA. And, uh, yeah, he's posted 95, 139, 194 yards from scrimmage to start the season in their first three games. Um, I mentioned the Colts' uh, terrible run defense against New England in their past five games. They've averaged 177.6 rushing yards a game, New England, in their last five. So I think Sonny Michel definitely is in line to take a bulk of that. His touches have increased by Four or five. Sorry, it went from 11 to 15, so an increase of four, and then 15 to 25 last week. So exponentially, they're just featuring him more and more. Um, both, yeah, Michelle and Yeldon are kind of cheaper options at Moneyball and DraftKings and, and Yeldon. Um, I do like the matchup against the, uh, the Chiefs running back. They're th- uh, third last in the NFL. Sorry, third in the NFL in uh, receptions allowed to running backs behind Atlanta and San Fran. So I do think uh, TJ Yeldon in the absence of uh, Leonard Fournette, could have a big game.
2: Josh? Yeah. Um, My running backs, you know, I think I've been pretty good with running backs besides my one week that I just lost everything. Um, (laughs) No, I I also have Christian McCaffrey. I think he's going to have a good game. The Giants just typically don't do well against pass-catching backs as well. I think you might... uh, Goal-line area as... Still hasn't scored a touchdown. With with all weeks, Newton seems to be... vulture. Yeah, better between the tackles. I want to say that he's that he's still their best running back. But anyway, <laughs> That's just because he's not from this planet. <laughs> <I know. but. laughs> uh, by the way, there could be a future for him as a running back. We'll see. Um, now, I also I like Gurley as a premium option. I think the Rams will have success on the ground as they do every weekend. I uh, just. I'm off the Kamara, Ben. Um, I'm off the Kamara train now considering that Ingram's back. Yep. And if I'm going to pay up for a running back, it's going to be girly this week. Um I like that. Yeah. Yep. And but my best play I think will be David Johnson. I think David Johnson, we, he they used him how he should be used last week and they used him that way because the game was close. Um the fact that I I do think the game will be closer. It's not going to be a blowout blowout um by the 49ers. Yep. Um, check the other podcast out. I do think one team will come out victorious. Yep. Um. But though, if the game's closer, David Johnson gets used properly, and if it's a blowout, he doesn't seem to be used correctly at all. Yep. So yeah, I like I like David Johnson, considering that he's sitting around the value that you'd find, you know, Fournette who's broken. I think Joshua Rosen into the lineup gives. David
1: Johnson just a bit more because teens had to respect the pass a little bit more than when Sam Bradford was playing, um, the way he was playing. So I think it just Rosen's presence there helps David Johnson a lot. I don't mind uh, Aaron. Jo- Aaron can Jones say that
2: his yeah. uh, upside has a Rosen. Yeah, <laughs> well done,
1: <laughs> uh, you. Aaron Jones and Carry On Johnson in the Green Bay uh, Detroit game. Uh, as we said on the punt return podcast, we're expecting plenty of points in this game. Um, so I think both running backs have kind of emerged lately and could be a, a play. Um, I forgot to mention as well, Chris Thompson, if Adrian Peterson is out, could be a play and an interesting sort of quarterback running back, um, stack similar to Brady and James White last season, um, for Chris Thompson if you're playing Alex Smith. Uh, wide receivers, Daryl, uh, what are we, what are we liking this week? Who are we playing? You, you've been on the money with wide receivers the last few weeks.
0: Yes, there's so many options this week I like. Um so I mean Doug Baldwin, ninety four ten, draft stars prediction him fourteen point nine, but there's also a bunch of options close in value to him. Um, a newer Taylor, um, Cole is one, um Antonio Brown, Smith Schuster, um Emmanuel Sanders at fifteen and a half, he's twelve thousand. I think all of those are viable options at Draft Stars. I think kind of I'll try and mix them around a bit. Um, um, Julio gets the nod at Moneyball, 8,900. Um, other premiums there are uh, Keenan Allen and Antonio Brown, as well as John Jean- Hopkins, 8,800. 8, Your cheaper options, Cole is 5,800 there. Boyd, who we've had in the past, 6,400. And um, 6,300 for, for chess, for How do you pronounce his name? Funchess.
1: So it's like the opposite yes. of boring checkers. It's yeah, fun no, checks. fun chess. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Funches isn't a name I haven't even considered in fantasy at all this year, so that's interesting that he's come up. And it's not that I don't like either of the player; it's just like, yeah, it's just a name that I don't really tend to lean for in, in fantasy, so that's definitely one to watch. Um, and, and Tyler Boyd, I, I mentioned before, I do love. So he's kind of emerged as a really, really good wide receiver too for the Bengals. Josh, any thoughts on those or any overlap between
2: uh, you and Daryl? Nah, horrible picks. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, Jones, both Jones to me are uh, good this week. So keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses. So, Julio, <laughs> he's bound for a touchdown. He's, uh, at, at, at the moment, I'm thinking, you know, how it always takes a couple of weeks to figure out, you know, a new player that someone starts using. I feel like it's the same way with, uh, like, uh, t- Gabriel, like a couple of seasons back when he was first introduced, the same with Tyra Kill. I mean, people are still trying to figure out Tyra Kill, but yep. when he, when they're fresh on the scene, they start using these players, no one really understands how they're going to use them and things like that. I feel like they're going to slowly adjust to understanding how the Falcons are trying to use Calvin, uh, Calvin Ridley. Yep. Uh, saying that, Julio Jones, he's still putting up massive scores without scoring. Yeah, he's on pace to...
1: To break uh, Calvin Johnson's wide receiving yard record, yardage record. Yep,
2: yep, he's putting up massive numbers and no, not scoring. So when you finally put him in your lineup and he go and he does score that touchdown, you're gonna sweet you, sweet music, sweet sweet. Anyway, Marvin Jones. So I think all the love is going to call it, um Golladay and Golden Tate. Yep. I, I was better. Oh, I was merging Golden Tate and Kenny yep. Golladay together just then. <laughs> um. Could be date. <laughs> Goldedate. <to> <laughs> wow. Yeah, date. Anyway, Marvin Jones is somewhat being underlooked, overlooked, and yet he's receiving pretty much the same shares of snaps as those two others. So yep. I think that he's pretty much still getting 95% of snaps, so he should be, and he's, like, significantly cheaper than those other two. So I like him value-wise. If Cobb is still hurt and Geronimo Allison, uh, you know, If they're both out, there's only one way that Rodgers is going to be looking moving up the field, and that'll be Devontae Adams. So I think if that happens, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers' stack could be juicy, especially going against Detroit, who we think, you know, it could be a high-scoring game. Check out the other podcast.
1: Punt return, check it out.
2: (laughs) And as mentioned before, Big Ben, I like Juju just for the price point.
1: Juju's outscoring... Antonio Brown pretty much every week since week one, I think, um, which is quite interesting. Just better matchups in the slot against the tens that they've played, and it looks like it could be similar this week against um, the Falcons, who are just so devoid of talent in the middle now that Keanu Neal, Dion Jones, and Ricardo Allen are out. Um, and now Grady Jarrett is out as well. So they're just going to have some just a gaping hole up the middle of the Falcons that the Steelers can exploit. Um, I've gone a different a couple of different routes. Um, I like Emmanuel Sanders as well, Daryl. I just think um, he's just primed for a good game. He's had some some really good opportunities. It just the scoring hasn't been there, but he's just out-targeted Demarius Thomas. Seems to be more of Keenum's favorite target, and he has a good matchup against Buster Screen this week, who's been uh, ripped apart by Golden Tate, Jarvis Landry, and D.D. Westbrook. Um, and I think Emmanuel Sanders is on the very similar talent to to Tate and Landry. Um, and if not better on, on his day. Uh, I like John Brown against the Browns, a um, bit of a <laughs> a weird one there, but I think he's been just such a great signing for the Ravens, and he's just got a lot of targets, and he's also the leading uh, target guy in the red zone. He's, he's had four red zone targets so far this season, and I'm going to just say Calvin really just because I don't want him to be in our misses column again next week. Um, so he's been in our misses column two weeks in a row. Um, Cooper Cup, Golden Tate, and James White were also in our misses column this week. So um, I do think that could be an option. I mentioned a three-stack play. You could do Julio and Ridley, potentially. Um, And then Kiki Kuti. I'm interested to see Daryl potentially uh, when I check the cruncher, where he sort of pans out, um, especially for draft stars. He had 11 catches last week for 109 yards. He's pretty cheap on draft kings. Um, I Mm. I haven't checked draft stars yet, but I feel like his price could be pretty interesting. Um, especially if Will Fuller doesn't play for the Texans.
0: Yeah, we I mean, need six six thousand and sixty yep. at draft stars, so definitely a value option is mean, we're projecting eight point six at the moment. He got yeah, towards tw- it, twenty one point seven last week. Yep. Um so yeah, I mean if Fuller's out obviously his value goes up and his projection will go up from that point. Okay. Uh,
1: the tight end position, uh, this is one I can't seem to get right um unless I pick Kittle every week. Um but Daryl has been on fire with tight ends. Jared Cook last week, the week before, I think he had, uh, yeah, Reed played very well. Um, yeah, so, Daryl, who have you got this week for the tight end position? Some some different names to what we usually see. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. nice, tried nice. nice to pick out a few of the value players. Uh, and Joku, oh will you pronounce his name, he's 5,350. Um, I think he's a viable play. And you've also, of course, got your more premium options there. So you've got Ertz and Kelsey as decent options. Um, Kid always up there again, um, the way San Francisco are playing. Um, McDonald is a uh, Moneyball option, 4700. There's no other really cheap options that stand out at Moneyball, but Cook, uh, Ebron and Calce are next in line there.
2: Cool. Um, I like the other Tyler in Cincinnati this week. So, <laughs> mm. as mentioned before, um, actually, was it in this podcast? Or the other podcast? I don't know. Check it out. Check Just it listen to both. <laughs>
1: if, if you're listening to this, listen to it again. Double back.
2: <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, I like the other Tyler in Cincinnati. Tyler Croft, Bill Lazor offense, um, is just notoriously known for using the tight ends. Yep. And I it's just a next man up mentality in Cincy for the tight end position. So it's going to well, be... Well,
1: they're used to playing without Tyler Offord. It. Yeah. He's been banged up for years. So.
2: Exactly. So Tyler, Tyler Croft, who is a bargain because, you know, he hasn't played.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's been he's been pretty cheap. I think he's where are we? Tyler Croft, two thousand nine hundred on DraftKings. Ka-ching. Um, so pretty pretty good price there. You can load up
2: elsewhere. Uh, who else do you like? Um, Jared Cook. I know. I never thought I'd ever say Jared Cook on anything. Yep. Never recommending him for anything. However, he's going up against a. Uh, San Diego, should we say? Yes. San Diego team, that is... Just because Daryl doesn't like the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Um, sorry, just looking at this. Um, yeah, so how do you say it? Kazeer? Kazir White? Kazi White, yeah. Yeah. So even though he's not like the biggest name ever, yep. he is playing on a majority of snaps at, at that linebacker position and him being out now is just going to open up the middle of the field for Jared Cook, so yep. I like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Trivia question: Kazir White, his brother. Do you know who he is? He plays in the NFL.
2: Kevin White. Yeah,
1: Kevin White. There you go. Good talent
2: there, the White well, family. Yeah, except what's Kevin done for you lately? <laughs> yeah, not Whatever. much.
1: Um, all right, so he's probably already better than his brother because he's doing well. Uh, I've got Zach Ertz here. He hasn't. He's got to score a touchdown here. Um, he's got to score a touchdown. This could this be the week that McCaffrey, Julio, and Zach Ertz finally all score a touchdown? Maybe. If so, I will win money in DFS this week because all three will be in my lineup. Um, yeah, he's been top ten score at the tight end position in all four weeks. Um, despite scoring a touchdown, him and Wentz just look locked on. Um, I think Jeffrey being back helps as well. Um, just opens the middle of the field up for them as well. Um,
2: Didn't mention Jeffrey. Jeffrey could be a sneaky play wide receiver as well.
1: Oh, there we go. A bit of bonus content from Woot. <laughs> um the Vikings have had a top top six scoring weeks uh, to tight ends this week in uh, this season in George Kittle. Um, so yeah, it's pretty. Pretty good value there. Um, uh, here's a, he's a sneaky play at tight end if you want to go really cheap. Jeff Swaim um, at Houston for the, for the Cowboys. So he's seen seven and five targets in the, in the past two weeks, and two of them have been inside the 10 yard line. Um, in the last two weeks, he's had eight catches for 86 yards and a touchdown on, on those 12 targets, and Houston's allowed a top eight scoring tight end. Um, in three games this season, and they've allowed touchdowns to Eric Ebron and Rhett Ellison in the past two weeks. So, Jeff Swain, very, very cheap. Um, I think he could be an interesting, uh, play this week for you. Um, so I've got some two cheapies, at least to make that Dallas. Just Just to make, just to make, Googling him. Who is is this? Um, so, you know, Dallas and Houston's not a great matchup, but if you've got Kiki Cootie and Jeff Swain, suddenly you're tuning into Sunday Night Football, and then you'll say, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome? Yep. Right. Thanks, Thanks, Why, for making me watch this game. Or they'll be saying, damn you for making me watch this game. All right, defense, Daryl, please help us. We, can, we can't We can get defense <laughs> right. What have you got this week?
0: <sighs> yeah, I, I, I agree with you, and I hate defenses. Um, yep. We've basically, Pats and Titans are the two that kind of stand out for me on value at the moment. Um, Pats are 74-30 at draft stars. Titans are 79-90. Um, Moneyball, Pats are 4,300, Titans are 4,000. So, you kind of get one cheaper at one place and one cheaper at the other. Um, And that's probably what I'll end up doing on most of my laps.
2: Oh, man, it's hard. Josh, what have you got? I've only put one down because I only have confidence in one. And that's not even much confidence. I just have the Titans because I think the Titans will be able to, you know, it'll just.
1: That's fair. Starting anyone
2: against Josh Allen? There you it. go. But outside of that, I don't know. I, I really don't. Yeah. I don't feel confident in any of the yeah. in any of the defenses. Well, last week I picked the Browns and they
1: allowed 45 points and then and the Seahawks who had their worst defensive from a fantasy perspective game of the season. So don't listen to me on defense. Um, so that's why I'm going to just pick some out there plays so that when you fade them, you can thank me later. I've taken the Buffalo Bills against the Titans. I know it's a contrarian play. Um, but I like my chances here for them to, to potentially rack up some points. I feel like um at home as a as a dog, they might try to, you know, be a little bit sneaky on special teams here and, and pull something out to try and get some points and potentially trust their defence to keep them in it as well. Um so I do think uh the Bills defense against Tennessee might be a play. They're two thousand three hundred on DraftKings and then the Patriots as well. Um, you know, as we said, Colts without Hilton, Doyle, Mack and Costanza, it's it's a really great matchup. Um, luck's been, you know, forced to throw the ball a lot, especially down. You try to thread the needle a little bit too much and you might get some, some interceptions and some sacks as well. So there's definitely two options. I don't mind that. Yeah. So that wraps up week five. Daryl, overall thoughts on the week? Um, anything, any, sp- any particular strategy you're imploring or just business as usual?
0: Yeah, more or less business as usual. Um, I probably lean a little bit more towards punch teams this week. There's a couple of stacks that stand out. I don't think there's quite the array of options there were last week. Um, but yeah, otherwise much the same as every other week.
1: Okay, Josh, any final thoughts?
2: No, no, all good.
1: I think it's good. Um, nothing of note in regards to the weather as well in terms of uh, tornadoes or snowstorms or anything this week. So that's always handy to know and something to keep an eye on. Obviously in the early hours of Sunday night or Monday morning, however you perceive it. And a reminder to check out Fantasy Insider Cruncher packages. Um, As Daryl said, at the top of the show, NBA back in a couple of weeks. So that's um, fantasy every single day, not just once a week. So there's plenty of value there and money, and it's worth your money. And if I remember correctly, Big Bash as well.
0: Yeah, we'll have Big Bash. uh, I think that's like a mid-December start. Um, so yeah, at that point, you will know, have NFL, Big Bash and NBA on the go. And yeah, who knows what else will pop up between now and then.
1: Yep. Yeah, exactly. No fantasy volleyball or, uh, <laughs> European handball.
0: No, not at the moment. I do see DraftKings have, um, eSports on there, which isn't the one I've investigated.
1: Oh mm, boy. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Nice. Josh is excited. I couldn't think of anything worse. Get amongst it, Daryl. Uh, it's just ridiculous. All right, all right that wraps up uh, week five of uh, the NFL DFS from Down Under podcast. Please check it out. Um, please check out the punt return if you haven't heard of it yet <laughs> uh, throughout the show. It is our betting podcast on the NFL, so check that out. Um, we've had some great results through the first four weeks of the season. And also uh, follow us on Twitter at Wooten Why. You can follow Daryl on Twitter at DP Woodford and Fantasy Insider on Twitter at Fantasy Insider. And until next week, uh, happy DFSing.
0: Yep, have a good week.